Welcome back to the MPI podcast sponsored by the Myrtle Beach Convention Center. On this episode, we are celebrating Women's History Month with an in-depth conversation on the opportunities and challenges that face women in the hospitality industry. Joining us today is Tiffany Andrews, Sales and Marketing Coordinator for the Myrtle Beach Convention Center, and Rita Harrell, Sales Manager for the Myrtle Beach Convention Center. Help me welcome both ladies to our podcast. All right, everyone. Happy Women's History Month. This is Sarah Solomon, and I'm so excited to be joined today by Rita Harrell and Tiffany Andrews with the city of Myrtle Beach in South Carolina. Ladies, what a great month this is for women like ourselves that are in the hospitality industry. And, you know, this conversation is going to serve us well because although women have come such a long way in all areas of society, business, politics, and everything in between, we do still face some challenges. So I think it's so important to have a month like this where we can um, discuss and celebrate and just you know have, have real talk, if you will, um, about where we are. So first things first, ladies, um, and whoever can start first here, but why is Women's History Month important to you? Well, it's it's important to me because it's um, it's part of uh, of my advancement, um, and it's part of of my dream is to lead in leadership in the industry. Um, I've been in the industry for over twenty five, almost thirty five years, so I'm still really young. I'm still really a baby in the industry, but um, I do. I, I have had many positions in the industry, and I do know that in hospitality, uh, women do hold the majority of positions, but they don't seem to float up to the top. Um, Many of them just um, kind of land at director of revenues or director of HR or sales and marketing. Um, And so this, this is boggling to my mind. And it's something that I feel that it should, it should be changed. And it's been a percentage that just doesn't seem to change in our industry as quickly as corporate America. And, I could not agree. Oh, go ahead, Tiffany. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. And for me, Tiffany Andrews, um, it's really important for Women's History Month for us to, it gives us time to reflect as an industry, um, to really look at all the contributions and challenges and the progress that women have made around the world and not only in, and and not to lessen hospitality um, industry, but to really look at all those contributions and challenges that um, a diverse community has made, so. Yeah, and, and you know, it's interesting because although we have made so much progress, right? I mean, women, um, not that long ago could not even work or vote or, or any of that. So we have made so much progress, but Rita, to your point that you were making about not necessarily seeing um, women in the C-suite, if you will, and taking on these leadership roles. Why is that? What, what contributes to us not necessarily having those seats at the table just yet? I, I think a lot of it is the, the baby boomer men at the top um, when they're ready to retire or have their position replaced, they usually do it. They fill their own shoes with their own shoes. Um, they pick people like them uh, that can fit right into their shoes. So women just don't even stand a chance at some of those top positions that they've kind of 
laid in for a long time. And those positions um, are a safety zone for them as well. They keep their people in, in, in their line of work and everything kind of stays the same. Um, we've seen with the pandemic uh, happening in our area that we need quick thinking, we need, uh, we need critical crisis management. We need people that can think outside the box and weigh uh, ahead uh, of, of perceiving what could come in the future. Um, women tend to have that intuition and that ability to, to see that and to, to have that innate quality to um, respond. Um, I think that's critical in today's age. And I think the industry um, uh, should recognize that and the value that women can bring and contribute to, to the growth of the industry, which has been on hold and um, has really had suffered greatly through the pandemic. We are coming back and we're coming back strong, but it needs, there are other things coming down the pike as well. This was just a uh, forewarning and an example of what can happen. Um, so I, I really think that, that women have a very, very um, prominent role to come in the future. You know, I, I do want to point out to that point, it's very interesting to me that, um, you know, Rita's history, she's already told you has been in hospitality for over 20 some years, right? Mm -hmm. With me, it is advertising um, for over 25 years and hospitality, I guess, within maybe 15 years. But um, statistics have, per, have are actually show that women make up 50% of employment across all sectors as it relates to travel and tourism. And then, and, and, and I pointed out that I'm in advertising only because I look at numbers and data. Um, all, it's all about the percentages and data and big data and driving numbers and what's causing an incline or an increase. Now, what happens right after that, you know, 50% of employment, then it falls to 40% being mid-level management. And from there, for senior executive level, it's 33%. And after that, for C-suite, it's much less. That's when that glass ceiling is hit, making it only 19%. And when you ask what is driving that, what's causing that, I think that's when we need to look at unconscious biases, which Rita just mentioned, um, baby boomer men, white males that are more comfortable with the people that are very like-minded and very similar to them. Yeah, and, and do you think, I mean, I'm a, as a small business owner, as a female small business owner, I'm always conscious of, you know, who I hire and also ensuring that I'm extending a hand to, you know, the next generation of women, right? Women that are, that are coming up in our industry and ensuring that, you know, they feel empowered and also they have the visibility to go after some of those leadership positions. And I think some of that empowerment comes from one another, right? So are you seeing that women are applying for these leadership roles and just not getting them because of who's currently in those leadership positions and not making, to your point, a conscious decision to hire females? I, I, it can probably do, be dual and, and Rita can pick, piggyback off of this. Um, I, I say there's four must-haves in, in success in any career field. Number one, you have to be authentic. You have to make sure that you lead to inspire your company's culture. So as a woman in that, 
in the hospitality industry, I must lead by showing this is what the culture should and to inspire others to be. And we must make sure that we make the ask. Oftentimes we don't make the ask. So that's to your point, by being very specific in the role we want to play in a project. And from that, the last one is to be true to our own passion and principle. I, th I, I agree with that 100%. And I also want to just note that corporations and many companies and organizations have realized the value of women and they have restructured and they rise to the top. No problem. They're, they're, they're up there. Um, they're in those positions. Um, I think that people in the in hotel and uh, hospitality industry, um, they're way behind and the thinking needs to change at the top for them to, and a lot of them have dreams to go, go to the top, but they see what happens and they see people stagnant and they just, they just don't even, even apply or they don't get the positions. Yeah. And then do you feel like we saw, you know, an unfair advantage? I mean, we talk about all the opportunities that women have, but then there are some challenges still, right? So from just a society standpoint, through the pandemic, most people and, and parents in the household that had to make a sacrifice to stay home with the kids and ensure that they were, you know, they they were doing the homeschool thing and the online schooling and everything were women. So how does that impact us as a gender that, you know, is trying to continue to elevate in our professional world? I, I think men have stepped ahead and, and stepped out of their box and they have helped the women through the pandemic. A lot of men and or couples that I know, the men have also uh, stepped down and put, put their jobs aside or um, do their work at home where the wife has to go in and work, um, vice versa but um, they have been compatible to change. Uh, I think in this day and age, th th that's the way the couples are. We, they've, they've worked together and those that can work at home now are trying to work at home. Um, but the women still, uh, they, they, have, they have a lot, they have a lot of, of room to grow um, as far as in companies of, of this industry. Um, and I think until, until we're put and looked in a different way. Um, it's just, it's just, I've seen it. I've seen it in every single place I've been employed. Uh, you've, you've got the top positions and they seem to hire the same type of people and that needs to change. Um, I don't know if, if forums or groups can get together and have some kind of, uh, there needs to be some kind of conference or some type of reconstruction of the thought process of how women can achieve these careers in the hospitality industry. I think that's, the mindset has to be changed. Sarah, I have read, the same, I have read that women during the pandemic were the ones that were um, primarily affected by job layoffs. And with that being said, now that we're moving forward, I mean, we obviously know that we're, it's not a post-pandemic era, but we are still in the pandemic. What has to happen is for everyone to realize um, gender equity and what it means for all companies, even small businesses, regardless of your size. And there are some things that can, that, that obviously happens when 
um, you have different people at the table. It increases your profit margin. There's a different approach taken to problem solving. And there's always a fresh perspective whenever you have different voices at the table. But you're definitely correct by saying that during the pandemic that there were more women that were laid off than men. And the leadership role, um, leadership styles are different between men and women. Mm -hmm. And I think education can, um, can lead us into the, uh, the next uh, direction of, for women to achieve their goals in this industry. And I think that that's a big part of the whole circle for women. And, um, and the men in the industry have wonderful and great abilities, just as women do. It's just our capabilities are different. Um, we are intuitive. We are um, creative. We, we, we are risk takers. We have a lot of other attributes that right now can be used and taken advantage of. Absolutely. And, and how can women in particular help one another and continue to support each other in attaining and achieving some of these goals? And, and you know, what is, what is your organization doing, the city of Myrtle Beach, to ensure that women just like yourselves have a seat at the table? Well, we do have, we did have some leadership classes and, and we did have, um, Tiffany, you, you actually attended one of the leadership uh, yeah, it was a uh, nine-month um, leadership course, and it really did, comes down to the brass tacks of collaboration and a company's fostering that culture that that company that your company really wants. Um, but you know, there's some vital takeaways that we must make sure that happens in through um, with hospitality, and some of this I think was found in the I think I read it in the. Um, hospitality industry leadership, 2020 hospitality women leadership um, report um, from the American Hotel Lodging Foundation, and that women have taken more leadership roles. Now, just because you're taking on more of those leadership roles does not mean that you're getting those leadership dollars. So now it comes down to you knowing your value and being able to articulate what your value should be in comparison to those colleagues. And I don't think we are less educated. Plenty of, plenty of us have bachelors, masters, um, MBAs. So I don't really think it's about education. I think it's about opportunity. Are we given the opportunity? And if you're not given the opportunity, what are you doing to make that opportunity happen? You know, right now, only seven women are promoted to CEO between the years of 2018 and 19. Now that's a 20% increase in now for today. But meanwhile, there's so much more that has to happen to, for us to achieve true equality. And by doing so, that means helping one another you know, one successful woman helping another woman, us mentoring, mentorship programs can be very big. Um, it's really sad that, I mean, it sounds like it's kind of archaic, like during the bewitch times, right? Um, with Darren going off that it takes a man to co-sign and not just a man, but a white male to co-sign for a woman to um, get a promotion. Why can't my promotion be deemed off the successes or the innovative things that I've done in the industry or for my company? Why am I not um, applauded? 
Why does it take, um, for example, women, and I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm not trying to dominate this conversation, but it's something I'm very passionate about. I've been in a boardroom situation and let's just say off the cuff, a man can start talking about his statistics and how many groups he's brought in and the revenue that's been generated and yada, yada, yada. That man is seen as an authoritarian position and he knows how to do that. Well, women, we're not, you know, we didn't grow up on the t-ball field to boast, right? And to banter or to brag. We were taught that that's not ladylike. You know what is ladylike? putting food on the table for your family and you and your spouse or you as an individual, because I'm a single woman, Rita's married, but you to say, this is what I am capable of doing. It's not a competition. It's a collective collaborative effort so that we all succeed. There's enough for all of us to be fed. You feel that same way too, don't you, Sarah? Absolutely. And I, everything that you just said totally resonates with me. Um, And, you know, and that's why I love these conversations, right? And I, and I appreciate having a month to outline and highlight and discuss and, and really showcase that, yes, you know, women are in the workplace. Women are, uh, our advancements have been great, but they're not there yet. Like our equality isn't there just yet for all of the reasons that you just mentioned. So um, I feel very moved by what you just shared because that is like the real talk that I was talking about, right? Like this is, these are the conversations that we don't need to be hush hush about, but it's just the reality of life. And it, it's, it's us having these conversations that's going to help propel us forward. Um, what are, who are some women that for you both have been an inspiration to you? I mean, are, are there particular women that you reflect on that you're like, wow, you know, she was a freaking badass. So she is a badass. <laughs> Gloria Steinem. <laughs> she was mine for who dared to deliver words of women in the 60s and the 70s. Uh, I think she was she was the one for the turning point in a very, very uh, crucial part of time. I, I, she had an impact on me. Um, and Frank, um, the significance of small little things, appreciating things, uh, Mother Teresa, her devotion and love for people and mankind. And of course, my mom, who supported all my dreams and all my crazy schemes. Uh, she would roll out the red carpet when I would win a, a Best Actress Award and get all the neighborhood to come see me. And here comes the star. She's coming home from college. Oh. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> So those were my inspirations. Tiffany, what do you have? Um, I would probably say, uh, now there is, and I feel so horrible, I cannot remember, and, and this lady is in hospitality and tourism, and I know her first name is Lori, I just cannot remember her last name, but she was at a, we were at the C-suite executive retreat with another media, media publishing group, and it was only three women at the table and the rest of them were men, and we had a very similar dialogue, but she's also then had started her own company where she was like one of the first women to actually be right there at the CEO level because um which was you know pretty much bizarre because you typically don't see that it's like one to 4.4 you know it's just it's, it's just ridiculous um when it comes to that but other than that I would probably say Mae Jameson who was um uh, one of the first uh, black female astronauts um I would definitely say my mother because she taught me really strong work ethics. And um, she also taught me, well, my Nana, 
for teaching me good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and your better is the best. And I do that in everything that I do in moving forward. Um, and lastly, what woman? I, I tell you, I, I can tell you who. You're gonna love this, Sarah. You're gonna love this one. It was, it is, not was, it is. Um, I know you probably want someone's gonna think I'm gonna say, say like Oprah or Maya Angelou with a you know a, a great quote. However, it wasn't, it was a very authentic, because I believe in authentic moments with your peers and people that you know or just um, icons that you see on television. It was when Viola Davis won the Golden Globe. She said that um, she quoted someone, and I can't remember who that was. I'm so sorry. There's too much information in my head. But she said, I see fields, I see fields of beautiful flowers, but I just can't seem to get there no how. And then she looked at who the presenter and said, the only difference between a white actress and a black actress is opportunity we're not given the opportunity. Mm, I love that. <laughs> that is powerful. Yes. Yes. And all such great women, particularly Viola Davis. I absolutely adore her. And yeah. you know, to that point, and, that, and I love that you both also included, you know, your mothers and your, your grandmother. I mean, that's just so powerful. I remember someone asked me this question recently. And um, I also said my mom, and I just remember being, my mom has always been a career woman and balancing a full-time job and, you know, playing all the different roles that women play, right? Whether you're a mother or a wife or a girlfriend, a friend, a sister, um, and I just remember my mom getting up for work super early every single morning and, you know, making sure that we were ready for school. And I remember smelling her perfume as she would like leave for work. And I just thought to myself as a little girl, gosh, I can't wait to be a big girl and do what my mom does, you know, and go to work and make money and just like, just have this all around presence about her. And I just feel like so, so many women, whether you're a mother or not, but your impact and your your what you do every single day is inspirational to a younger woman or even a woman of your age or someone older. I mean, I've had older women that are also inspired by some of the risks that I've taken as a young woman in business, right? So it's just so inspirational to hear um, from other women in our space and beyond of how their lives have transformed or transitioned because of other women who have really paved the way. And that's why this conversation I was really looking forward to a better way to kick off, you know, our week <laughs> than to help each other and, and to just, you know, really support one another. So ladies, is there anything else that you would like to leave our audience with? I mean, these are, as you know, event professionals, women in our industry, any words of encouragement that you'd like to leave them with? I think things are changing. I wish it was faster, but I've always said in my head, whenever I couldn't get a position or I tried for something and and thought it was unfair I always just shake my head and said it's a smart man who realizes the value of capitalizing on a woman's intuition and if he doesn't realize that value then it's his loss Rita is <laughs> Rita is very um dramatic no no <laughs> Rita takes, a, she always takes a fresh perspective on things. Um, and, and I love it, right? Mm -hmm. She's the yin and I'm the yang, right? Um, which I guess it makes us work so well together, oddly enough. Okay, so um, while she said, 
did, what was the, did you say, um, feel? You um, What was the, it was an F word that you used? I can't remember what I just, um, uh, fair. Fair. Okay, I don't believe in fair. Our 14th Amendment protects us from things not being fair. Okay, so what gets me, and, and, and so what I'm gonna leave with, because I don't believe in fairness, because I think our 14th Amendment protects us for that. It gives us equality. It makes sure that everything should be equitable amongst everyone, right? But I, I do want to leave with saying that um, we are currently, and I don't want to hear we have a black president, so things have changed, okay? Because we're these these are conversations between three girlfriends, as far as I'm concerned. That you know, injustice is faced by the unrepresented and marginalized groups. Now, what we do to change that is going to have to be holding people accountable and having those loud voices and being the risk taker, just like you, Sarah, and being able to actually articulate what's right, what's wrong, and remember, to be quiet is to be complicit. To be quiet is to be complicit. Gosh, I and feel like I feel like all of these, like you, you both are like dropping some gems, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like we need to just like turn these into t-shirts. Like, <laughs> okay, we have to get a trademark first. We must. Yeah, first. exactly. Into City of Myrtle Beach t-shirts with your quotes, both of you on them that would be fantastic oh, <laughs> yeah well i love it well, oh, man. Right. well on the top and then men, yes, men I, slow the down. Great. <laughs> I love so, this are and are you happy with what you've gotten so far oh my gosh this is so great ladies yes thank you so much and um thank you both for being voices in our industry and to really help again, just propel these conversations forward and not shy away from what's on your mind, because that is what's going to create change and a better future for our next generation of women leaders in our industry. So thank you both so much for your time and, um, and your presence. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you in person at WEC or other industry events in the future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Rita will definitely be there, and I'll I be there. and I hope this is going to be the most clickable podcast too. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Like I said, you dropped some gems, so I think our listeners are going to be very, very happy with our discussion. <laughs> okay. Thank Great. you. Thanks, Thanks ladies. Okay. okay. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for tuning into this episode courtesy of the Myrtle Beach Convention Center. To learn more about this charming city, please visit www.cityofmyrtlebeach.com. And for more industry resources, head over to mpi.org.